What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the R&R Pot of Film. And today, we're moving along with Star Wars. Um, we're going in the chronological order from Episode 1 to Rise of Skywalker. And today, we're going to be talking about Attack of the Clones, Episode 2. I'm your host, Glenn G. Rod Rodriguez, and always with me is Jedi Master Extraordinaire, Cody Lupas. How you doing? I'm sad we have to talk about this movie. I'll carry it then, because I, I do... I have a lot that I do like about this movie, even though it's my least favorite out of the whole thing. I, I would have to agree. It is it is definitely the shit stain of the Star Wars franchise, in my opinion. I know some people think Episode One is, uh, but there there is some stuff that I, I, I do want to talk about with this movie. I mean, I, I guess they did a couple things right. Well, obviously, Sand being the one that's right. That's, you know, I, I don't like Sand either, so I get it. Um, let's start with the good, then. Let's just get into it. Um, I'll, uh, I'll give my quick thoughts. I, I like the whole idea about the clones. I've always been about the clones. Um, I'm a fan of the Clone Wars TV show, the, the um, cartoon. So uh, just the whole idea that there's this big clone army being built um on Camino. I love that whole planet. I love the look of that whole scene. And I also like the scene of Obi-Wan and, and Django on top of that uh that's on the on top of one of the platforms and just that whole Camino scene rules Dude, in my opinion. The Camino is amazing, but the CGI for the waves and everything as they're coming into that planet it is so like drawn on there, like it is cartoonily bad. It, that that is one thing that took me out of it. As much as I love that, like that area and and that planet, it, it just the cartoony looking waves and the way the storm looked. It, ugh, I hated it. That's the only reason why that scene isn't like higher up on this movie and a positive for me is because like the intro into it, it looks so bad. It looks like a, a five-year-old drew it. No, I, 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 I hear you. Yeah. The CGI is a little weird, a little wonky in that scene. Um, but you know, sometimes it depends on like how bad CGI is for me. Um, like there's just some CGI that just takes you right out of it. Um, I didn't really like, notice it notice it the first few times i've ever seen this movie but like you know once you kind of get an eye for things when you grow up you you see it so yeah i feel you on it 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, that the the older I get, the more I notice the little things, and sometimes I wish I didn't. But my first positive is there's very little Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I, I there's not many positives to say about this movie. No, I'm just kidding. That is one of my positives though that there's not very much Jar Jar. Uh, the uh, botched execution scene. It it is my favorite part of this movie. Uh, when. Uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Padme are supposed to be executed in the most vicious and awesome way with all these exotic animals uh, or aliens, whatever you want to call them. They look like animals, but they're kind of crossbred into aliens. Uh, yeah. But that is easily my favorite part of this movie. And one other thing that I'll... And it's like a co-favorite of mine, but the whole the whole scene is easily the best part of the movie for me. Just with the uh, all, the different aliens trying to kill them and everything, I I just that's the only part of this movie that I would love to watch over and over. No, I feel yeah, it's it's a really good scene too. Um, I I know you're not a Jar Jar fan, but man, subdued. Uh, uh, um, uh, politician Jar Jar is very interesting to me for some reason. I just think that's funny and just ironic that he just becomes a subdued politician where he's just not like he's not goofy anymore. He still has that cadence, but he's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but, <laughs> but hey, he, he became. Well, I mean, he was kind of the the guy who set it all into motion. Just he was kind of manipulated. But um, one of my favorite things in this movie as well as Count Dooku. Um, uh, Christopher Lee, you know, very, very legendary actor. Rest in peace. Um, dude was in a metal band in his, like, 80s or 90s. Just funny to me. But uh, I love Count Dooku. I like the character. Um, there is a audio book, I believe. It's like a like an audio play or something. Um, they do... Um, about like a backstory of his, like kind of a prequel to him and like how he became who he was. Count Dooku is a very underrated um, character in the Star Wars lore and very deep if you're into the books and the, and, and the, the lore that, you know, that's bigger than just the movies that we see on screen. Um, you, you can go look into that and find out more about that character because it's see, severely, severely underrated. Yeah, and they actually did a a good service to the character in the movie. Like they didn't, he didn't get the Darth Maul treatment. Uh, I mean, of course, he cuts Anakin's hand off. Uh, he fights Yoda. Uh, he fights Obi Wan. Uh, that that is my other good is the uh, epic lightsaber battle at the end with whether it be Obi Wan and Count Dooku or Anakin and Count Dooku or Yoda and Count Dooku. It's all it all bleeds together, so I consider it all just one extended scene. Uh, and it, it's really good. Apart from that and the boxed execution scene, this movie is a dumpster fire for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like seeing young um, Uncle Lars and Aunt Peru. Um, Uncle Lars being played by uh, Joel Edgerton, which... He says he would it's love cool. he would love to come back and play that character. Um, he was in Warrior, which is one of my favorite movies. I love Warrior. Um, 
So yeah, like I mean, there's a lot to like about this movie, and like you said, the ending there, the end stuff is awesome with the the fighting, the lightsaber. It's the first time we saw Yoda fight, and also like what I forgot to talk about in episode one is another severely underrated character and underutilized, in my opinion. And I'm so glad that like they there's this web series that um, Star Wars Theory made. Um, it's a it's like a Vader series, and at the end of the first episode, they only have one episode out because it's a lot of money to make, and and they did such a wonderful job, and they got the approval of Lucasfilm. He just couldn't make any money off of it. Is that uh, um, um, Mace Windu, very underrated character, um, and just not utilized the way I think he should have. And he had the best colored lightsaber out of everyone. So um, the purple lightsaber is dope. <laughs> oh, and and we got to see uh, Jango Fett. We yeah. watched him die, and we watched the birth of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more. We well, didn't... not the birth. I mean, he's a kid, but you get to see him pick up the helmet, and that's where Boba Fett was born. Yeah, and we got to see you know the the, the he was basically the prototype for the clones. So yep, which is pretty yep. dope. So, um, but yeah, after this, it's just like. It, we are going downhill at a very rapid pace <laughs> and we are starting with Hayden Christensen his performance is not particular it is not very good uh, the dialogue is not very good for him once again uh, but him or Anakin and Padme's uh, dialogue in particular is so awful it, it it really, really, really gets under my skin because we're not really sure how good of an actor uh, Hayden Christensen is because he got so much hell for this role uh, in this film and in Revenge of the Sith that he pretty much just quit acting. But we all know how insanely great Natalie Portman is, and that's what blows my mind. That's what makes me think that the dialogue and the atmosphere was so bad that it brought everyone's morale down because if Natalie Portman can't get a good performance out of this, then no one can. Um, I think Hayden's a decent actor. I agree with you with um, that I think the script and the direction of George Lucas really hindered him. And George Lucas is a genius. I'm not shitting on him. I would never shit on that guy. I just feel like it was very uh, just there was just a disconnect. Just the the chemistry wasn't there with a lot of the people. Um, I think we see Hayden Christensen's best acting in the Star Wars series. Obviously, he's only in two. Hopefully in Rise of Skywalker. I'm I'm hoping um, is in um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. And also, I think he was pretty awesome jumper. It was like one of my. Um, over our underrated movies one year. Um, not the greatest thing, but it's pretty fun to watch. Fun action film. Um, but I have to agree, like, there's just... I think you got it, you nailed it, though. It, it's the writing, the dialogue, and the dialogue's pretty bad in Revenge of the Sith, too, and we'll get to that in a movie when we do that one. Um, I just think it's a really... It's cartoonish, it's cartoony, it's, it's emo... Um, I always said <laughs> yeah. that Hayden Christensen would have been better directed by like J.J. Abrams or, or anyone else, to, to be honest. Because I always thought Kylo Ren was and should have been what Anakin Skywalker was. 
Yeah, I I completely agree. When when I saw the Force Awakens, I that's immediately who I shot to was wow. That's how they should have handled Anakin's character. Yep, yep. And like I don't hate like you know either the 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 actor or the the character. I I I find myself you know like turning around and like oh wait, Revenge of the Sith. He was great in that. Um, it's just this movie for some, and he was young too. And I'm not trying to make excuses, but like, you can't just blame the actor when you're given shit to. Do you try to turn it into chicken salad? You can't do it. It just doesn't work. Yep. You know, I mean, he just doesn't have those chops to to pull it out of his ass. So I don't, I don't really blame it on him. But the dialogue does suck in them, and and a lot of the stuff with him and Padme, and and unfortunately, because that it was an interesting story that they could have told. Because if you go deeper into the lore. In a lot of these Vader comics, and you see how conflicted he still is when he's Vader, thinking about Padme all the goddamn time. Like, you could tell how f- messed up and, like, you know, that he was duped basically by the Emperor. So, uh, no, I totally oh, agree. I can't wait to talk about Revenge of the Sith. I'm so excited. <laughs> that is tomorrow. Yeah. Thank God. Get me away from Attack of the Clones. We can we can just end it right now. Like there really isn't much <laughs> I, left I don't, to say. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have anything else left to say on this one. I am so glad that these two are over. I am so glad I got to re- I rewatched them because these are the two that I definitely watched the least, and I hadn't watched them in so long. I found a few extra things that I liked, a few extra things that really stuck out or stood out that I did not like that I didn't like before, but they. They shined out <laughs> even worse. That ah uh, man, I'm, I'm just glad these two are over because the rest of the way, there's not really a bad one. No, nope, not even I mean, the side and, movies either. They're all they're all good from here. Oh man, the the side movie. There's one of them that that's gonna be pretty high on my on my ranking list. Yes sir, yes sir. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that one. Um, so. You guys out there who are listening to this, especially to the people who get to hear this early, um, let us know what you thought. Did you hate this movie? Did you did you like it? Are you one of the few that actually enjoyed the whole movie? Um, let us know. Twitter it up at RR Film Pod. Uh, we love to talk film. We love to talk Star Wars. Um, it is the best time of the year. It's Star Wars time. The Mandalorian. Yeah, we get that, and you know, and you know, the the movie is going to be going away for a while, so. Um, we have to, you know, embrace. I'm not ready to say goodbye. Yes, and we got to embrace all of it now because after Here I am talking about, I can't wait to get out of the Skywalker saga <laughs> and all this crap, and I'm gonna be one of those crybaby assholes sitting back there crying my eyes out when it's over. Yep, yep. So. We're going to be missing some of these movies, or I mean, the movies are going to be done for a while until either Feige's uh, um, uh, movies are done or um, or Ryan, Ryan Johnson's trilogy that he's do, working on. I'm really hoping they give him the keys to the castle for uh, the Old Republic, but we'll see. We'll see when, what happens and when they announce that down the road, and we'll we'll be covering it and all. Um, oh, for sure. But I really th- want to see uh, John Farvo get a get a shot at a star wars movie him and dave Fioni, uh, filoni the the guy who directed uh the first episode of mandalorian and pretty much you know is the right hand man of uh, george lucas like they both i think they both would kill it like 
Oh, absolutely. I think John Favreau is like a great filmmaker. I'm not a fan of the remake of Lion King. I don't think it was needed. I think it was yeah. just a hey, let's just make an extra now. let's make a few hundred extra million dollars, you know? Like let's just do it. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a great business decision, but the movie that I, I that movie should never been made. Yeah, I don't I don't I'm not really a big fan of all these like live action remakes. Like I get it. Like you said, good business decision. <laughs> people are gonna go see it but i i stick to my originals but um oh, all right well i guess that's it for us yeah we'll see you tomorrow and we're talking a good one <laughs> revenge of the sith uh man of force be with you see you oh my, my i love yours mr your humble servant that won't be necessary